Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of Athabasca University's favorite podcast, AUSU Open Mic. And I, I might say we're likely the only podcast here at Athabasca University. So really cool episode here. Not very often we get to have actual AU students join us, but we've also got some of our counselors joining us today. And so I want to welcome to our podcast today, Rebecca Wibbolt and Blake Collett. How are you guys doing today? Hello, doing great. I'm so excited to be here. Doing fabulous. Can't wait. So what's interesting is before we got started here, I I always love to pronounce people's names properly. And so, of course, I go to Rebecca, who I thought was going to be my biggest issue. And, and Rebecca, your last name is originally spelled W-U-E-B-O-L-T. Uh, or sorry, there's two B's in there. <laughs> you almost had it. <laughs> B-B-O-L-T. And I was, and I asked you and you, you went with Wibbolt and I mm-hmm. go over to Blake, whose last name is spelled C-O-L-L-E-T-T. And I, of course he went with call it. And I'm like, I never thought that all this time I've been pronouncing your guys' last names wrong until now. Totally fine. <laughs> so we got it right. We've got Rebecca Wibbolt and Blake Collett. And uh, now that we've got your last names right, we're ready to get started. But I appreciate uh, the pronunciation of getting that right off the bat. Today, we're going to be talking about a handful of things uh, specifically around your guys' experience. And so first and foremost, uh, just really happy that you guys were able to join us today and uh, spend a little bit of time with me on the podcast. Again, like I said, uh, it's one thing to be able to have uh, uh, some AU students able to join us and talk to talk about your AU experience, but you are both also counselors. And so why don't we do a quick little intro and we can get to know you guys a little bit more. Uh, Rebecca, let's go over to you. Provide us, uh, you know, how about we talk about, uh, you know, where you're from, the program that you're in, and maybe the, the favorite course that you've taken so far while at AU. Does that sound good? Yeah, sounds great for sure. So yeah, my name is Rebecca. I've been a student with AU, oh my gosh, I think four years. <laughs> yeah, four okay. years. A veteran, a veteran yeah. AU student. <laughs> it's been a couple of years now. Um, I've been slow to complete my undergrad, but almost there. I'm nearly done. I'm, I'm currently completing my bachelor's in psychology. I'm really enjoying it. And my favorite course that I've taken, I took it last year and I can't remember the name, but it was a behavioral psychology course. I really enjoyed it. It stuck with me too. Like it, like I've applied learnings from that course to my life and I see like how the, nice. yeah, it was really great. So I, I, I really enjoyed that class. It stuck with me a long time. Um, yeah. And that, that's pretty much me. <laughs> Well, Rebecca, welcome to the podcast and uh, all the way from Ontario. Yes. And uh, Blake, uh, what about you? Uh, I reside in the province of Newfoundland and Labrador. Uh, I'm enrolled in the Bachelor's of Health Administration. I've been in it for approximately four years. I'm probably around the same as Rebecca. Uh, I have a few more years to go um, where I do work full time. It's been a part time gig for me. Um, The... My favorite course, I would have to say, was philosophy. Um, it has uh, really enhanced my debating skills, uh, which I really enjoy. I don't know if I'm any good at it, but I feel my skills are enhanced. 
Love it. That's so good. And Blake, I got to be honest with you, your voice is just absolutely perfect for this podcast. <laughs> it's like you've already got that built-in radio voice, so I love it. So I, did true. Of, I did a lot of volunteer work with radio. So. No, it makes sense. And I might also add, uh, although we've had many individuals on the podcast from Ontario, including you, Rebecca, um, Blake, I think you're definitely the furthest away that we've had on the podcast. So welcome from uh, everybody in uh, Newfoundland and Labrador. Thank you. Well, well to get started, um, you know, obviously, let's talk a little bit about uh, sort of what brought you guys to AU and, um, you know, why was AU your ultimate choice for post-secondary education? And, and Rebecca, why don't we come back to you for this one? Why AU is my choice for education. So I didn't start with my undergrad degree with AU. I started at a brick and mortar school um, in Toronto. Okay. Yeah, I, I started out there, but I transferred to AU during, so I completed a full year there. And then after that, I transferred to AU because um, uh, at the time I needed to work more. And that year at that school was very tough for me in terms of uh, working and completing my studies. Yeah, obviously, yeah. Uh, obviously going to a, a physical school, the deadlines are not the same as they are with uh, AU. So yeah. um, I needed to work full time and uh, AU offered me the flexibility to do that, which is great. And so the second year into my undergrad, I transferred to AU. And obviously, although I'm obviously completing my degree much slower now, um, I'm able to do it in a much more successful way because I'm able to do it at my own pace. So I have the time to dedicate to the studies in a way that I can then complete the course with a much stronger grade than I would have been doing at a physical school. That's great. And and I got to be honest with you, like you got to think that your, your story or your, your reason for coming to AU is probably very similar mm -hmm. to, to a lot of other people. Yeah. Yeah. No, I imagine that for sure. Someone said that the average student is uh, female and about my age as well. So, and I was like, oh, so I guess it's probably a similar situation. It's just a bunch, well, not obviously all students are similar to me, but a lot of them are, um, like late twenties working full-time kind of a situation. So yeah, it's, yeah, I think yep. many students can relate to that. <laughs> no, I, I a hundred percent agree. Um, Blake, what about you? What brought you to AU or again, like why was AU your ultimate choice? Uh, for me, it was about flexibility for sure. Um, I'm at a different stage um, in life now. I've really been out of school prior to going back to AU. I've uh, been out of school for about 18 years. Um, and I'm well into my career. I'm on the latter side of it. Um, for me, I have a son in post-secondary now, and I have another son in, in, uh, in junior high. And for me, getting to the, the university that we have in Newfoundland is Memorial University. Uh, and it really wasn't an option for me. It's, it's more structured. Uh, it's a great university, but I just couldn't handle the structure. I couldn't, wouldn't be able to flow with what they were offering. Uh, I needed, you know, it's, it's kind of a sad thing to admit, but I needed less structure and more flexibility um, because like if I'm, you know, busy where I work, uh, you know, Monday to Friday, um, if 
you know, classes were say from seven to 10 at Mon, which I did check into, um, I couldn't devote a full evening to it. So I really yeah, needed yeah. something that, you know, when I, okay, I've got an hour and a half tonight. This is what I'm going to devote. Um, tomorrow night, I may have no time. You know, I may have to take my kids somewhere. The next night, I may be free. Uh, I needed that flexibility to be able to work at my pace. Uh, and AU really, from what I've seen, was really the only university that offered it. Um, with the six mm -hmm. months, say, here's six months to do your courses. Uh, that's what I needed. I need to be able to work at my pace to say, if I have to take a week off, not have to worry about deadlines, I'm still structured within that time. So it fit, it fit me perfectly. Fantastic. And, and again, even to your story, Blake, it's hard not to think that there's a lot of students that also relate to that. A word that you guys have both used is the word flexibility. And I got to be honest with you, that is used a great deal uh, within Athabasca University. You know, I know, Blake, you kind of talked about this, but, you know, what does that flexibility, how has it worked for you and um, allowed you to be able to continue going to school, even though you're you're working as much as you are? Uh, and then Rebecca, maybe we can come over to you second. Flexibility to me means opportunity. Um, when you work in a, in a very in a busy position uh, like I do, um, you need the only way you're provided with opportunities to do anything is if you have flexibility. And when you have a number of things going on in your life as well that are not flexible, you do need the flexibility, and that's the only way you that, that I'm provided opportunity. So for me, flexibility equals opportunity. Yeah, well said. Well said. Rebecca, what about you? Yeah, for me, flexibility with my education with Athabasca, um, I'd say it, it means the ability to stop and go uh, as I see fit. So it, in, it's basically it's conducive to life, life's changes. So as then something comes up or a life event happens or is going to happen for me or those around me, in my life, I can then stop and go with my education as needed. So um, this past summer for me was a really big one and and I had to put a pause on my education for a couple months. So even though I was, yes, enrolled in my classes and I was still a student, I was able to put a pause on them for like three months and not think about it for a while. And then I came yeah, back yeah. after that, I could put a pause on it. And if I needed the extension, when I returned to the course, I could take one. So it's, yeah, it's the ability to stop and go as, as I need to. You know what, you guys just provided two really very unique examples of flexibility. And I think, um, you know, again, what we try to do is bring these stories forward so that AU students can relate and understand that, you know, they're not the only ones maybe experiencing uh, what they are going through. Um, and I think a lot of AU students kind of feel like they're, like they're on their own. Um, so I really appreciate you guys sharing that because, um, you know, obviously both uh, super valid reasons for that type of decision-making of coming to Athabasca and, and again, perfect examples of how that flexibility has really served you both. Um, the next thing I was going to sort of move over to, and we kind of mentioned it at the beginning of the podcast, is you both are also been elected onto our student council here at AUSU. And we thank you so, so much for putting your name forward and being willing to serve other AU students uh, while you're going to school at Athabasca. So my question for you both, and maybe Rebecca, will we'll start with you and then go to Blake second is, you know, what motivated you to get involved and put your name forward during the spring 
2022 council election? Yeah. So for this past election, I had seen I'd seen the postings in previous election periods to apply for council. And it always like whenever I saw it, I was like, oh, that'd be like kind of cool. But I never actually like decided I really wanted to do it. And then yeah, when yeah. I saw it, this, yeah. And then when I saw it this term, I, for whatever reason, it was like not leaving my brain. And I was telling my boyfriend at the time, I was like, I think I want to, I think I want to apply. <laughs> and he, he was like, yeah, like whatever, maybe just do it and see what happens. So I did. And I was like, yeah, it, I'll apply. And like, if I make it to the next step, if you will, um, I'll just see what happens then. And we'll just keep on going. And if at any point it's too much for me, or if I feel I can't take it, like I'll, I'll see if I can <laughs> back out. <laughs> it, sounds yeah, bad, yeah. But that, it sounds bad, but that's what happened. So um, <laughs> um, the really driving force for me was like, I'll just take a little, little step at a time. And because um, it was something that really intrigued me. And I had always like thought about doing it at one point and I was like you know what I'm not going to be an undergrad student for very much longer I'm nearing the end of my undergrad almost I have a couple more courses it'll be a couple more months still before I graduate at all but I have a couple more yeah. courses I I do fill the criteria for who can apply so yeah I just took the step and I was like one little step at a time one little step at a time and I did think it would also um the, like the intriguement of wanting to be on council and see what happened and see what it was all about was pushing me. And then also another thing, I was like, this would look so great on a resume in the future. So I know, right? <laughs> yeah. No, you're absolutely right. It does. <laughs> yeah, it does look great. And think of all the things you could like learn from it too, which well, not, not you could learn what I have learned already in animal learning. It's like your, your great, um, uh, all the great skills that I'm building from being on council, I was like, I could add all to my resume and it, it would just really bulk up that for the future when I, if, if I need a career change in the future. So yeah, that's what pushed me to it. And that's why I'm staying. I, and so far it's been great. I love it. That's, that's fantastic. And we're so happy that you did. Uh, you know, I can't help but think, you know, from a resume perspective, you know, there's, there's a lot of opportunities where you're going to be able to benefit from the experience of the conversations that you're having, or just the, uh, being on committees and sort of being subjected to certain things that are happening on the other side of AU, mm -hmm. uh, because a lot of students don't learn about some of the ins and outs of how the university works. Yeah. But there is no question you'll, you're going to go for your career job one day, and you're going to be in an interview. And there will be something that comes up and maybe you can draw upon you know, the experience that you had here. So yeah, it's going to look good on a resume, but it's also going to be great when you just have content to be able to talk about when you're in an interview or, mm -hmm. you know, just working with others or being on committees and, and what it means to uh, be the student voice or be on a council or a board. So yeah, I think that's a great answer. Uh, Blake, let's come over to you. And again, same thing, like sort of what motivated you want to get involved and put your name forward. Uh, my answer is going to date myself. Um, I have to start with, uh, I had the opportunity to get involved in a student council when I was in a brick and mortar institution uh, 26 years ago. Oh, I like where this is going. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't, at the time, I didn't get involved. I mean, I was 18 years old. Uh, okay. I just, you know, I wasn't, I was fresh out of high school. You know, the opportunities were presented. I just wasn't ready at the time. Um, and, you know, I went through my post-secondary schooling, um, finished about age 20. Um, so, of course, I've started my career and I've, I've been devoted my life to public service uh, in healthcare. 
uh, for the last 25 years. Um, at one point, when I, you know, I decided to go back and return to school, um, you know, it was something I saw. I said, yeah, I don't think at my age I can do this. You know, so I kind of pushed it aside. So I started attending um, these magnificent AUS Unites, uh, which which are highly competitive and really fun. Uh, <laughs> I remember those too. I remember them. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it, it rolled around that it was introduced and, you know, they, they, they brought it up that, that the, you know, the elections were coming up and I started reading in the Facebook posts and, and on the AUSU website. Uh, and again, I said, no, 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 no. I said, you know, you, you really should have done this 25 years ago. Uh, you, you can't do it now. It's, it's, and I remember a comment from you, Jody, you said, you know, we we want everybody to get involved age is not a factor you know this is not a factor and i said you know maybe age is not a factor maybe uh yeah. maybe, I, maybe i can do this uh maybe it's it's i'm not too old you know i've i managed to go back to university at 41 years old uh and work my way through so i said you know this this could be a fun opportunity so i decided to run and got elected uh and where i am with the my motivation for getting involved is you know is a, a little bit different for me. It's it's given me the opportunity to help others in a way that that I that I've done differently for the past twenty five years. Uh, I've been able to help people in one environment for this long, and this has allowed me to start helping others in a different mechanism. Uh, so for me, as someone who does interviews and hires people regularly, um, you know, I'm kind of establishing my career, but this. Has, has opened a new door for me to, you know, to provide my skills and help others. Yeah, that's fantastic. And you guys have been such a welcome addition to council and, you know, the voice that you bring, the questions that you bring, uh, your individual personality and expertise has been fantastic. And so I really, I really appreciate your, your guys' stories here because it, each one is so unique. Rebecca, let's come back to you. And, and again, this might be a little bit quicker, but really what has been the best part so far that you've experienced? experience on council mm -hmm. the best part about being a council so far and <laughs> i'm not sure if this would maybe be like an unusual answer but it's finding out things about at the basket university that i didn't previously know so oh, like, yeah for sure yeah i <laughs> i have been a student here as we all know <laughs> several years now and i have learned more about the school itself in the past like four months or however long I've been on council than I did for the four years I've been a student. <laughs> yeah, so, no, that doesn't surprise me one bit. Yeah, it's so strange. Uh, um, yeah, so uh, learning about things about the school that I didn't previously know, an example with this would be people on council advised me that the university campus in Athabasca, we don't actually hold any classes or courses there, like no teaching actually goes on there. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> Yeah, and it's the labs are, that are there if, with some of the different uh, programs. There are some some bio labs and some science yeah. labs that are up there. But other than that, Nothing. you're correct. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. besides some labs, that's it, right? There's nothing else that basically no, nothing goes else. <laughs> I, I didn't know that. I thought <laughs> it was like a whole university up there. <laughs> that's I awesome. I didn't realize that. So like stuff like that. I, I just learned recently. And well, there's a lot of students that don't even know that there is a physical campus up yeah. in Athabasca, which again, oh. for, for a lot of our listeners, Athabasca, Alberta is a, is a, a rural community. It's a, you know, a couple hours north of 
Edmonton. It's actually quite a beautiful spot. It's uh, right along the river there. And, you know, Athabasca is actually a, a really pretty spot. There's there's also some AU campus buildings there. And I don't, I don't know if that's the right term, but um, a lot of administration. And now that AU has been moving towards a near virtual environment, those buildings are relatively, I'll say relatively empty. And so there's, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, no teaching and no classrooms. Insane. I had no idea. Like I thought it was a regular school and like people <laughs> attended like full courses there anyway. So that was news to me. And then another enlightening point about being on council, something I've learned was how much um, the executive team really does for students. I didn't realize, because again, I, I guess probably a lot of students can relate, but being um, a student with AU is very self-directed and you have to be very independent to be yeah, yeah. successful with AU. Yeah. So, and you get kind of tunnel, well, for me, anyway, my experience is that you get kind of tunnel vision with your education and you're like, it's just me here. I am honing in on whatever I'm doing. And you don't really realize that maybe council is like helping me in ways that I didn't realize previously. So, so that's come to light with my time on council, um, seeing how much the executive team really does advocate for all of us and the benefits that I have experienced from them that I didn't really realize I got because of council. That's been, that's been a nice realization. No, that's a, that's a great point to make Rebecca. Blake, what about you? What, uh, what stands out to you? What stands out to me is, um, getting to work with such a diverse group, uh, on the council and yeah, yeah. It's we have everybody from, you know, from all over Canada um, with me, you know, me coming from the East Coast. The other piece that when I say diversity is um, for me is the age differences and even so much as the age differences, the experience levels. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's been a very interesting experience getting the perspectives from various counselors. Some people who are very early, you know, have probably haven't had much work experience. Um, you know, some in the middle, and then you got, you know, the senior people like me, you know, buying retirement. Um, that and learn and working with those people and getting their perspectives uh has been very interesting. So it's actually given me um I feel it's given me a part that I've missed because you know, I see some of those people, it's 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 a good thing. Um, when they're they're coming, you know, they're new to the experiences of university. So it allows me to work with that version of me and still be a part of it. I know it's kind of odd sounding, but uh, I no, love, no, not at all. I, I love that uh, that experience. Uh, it's yeah, really- because there's also there's almost like some mentoring involved as well that you might be experiencing. And I know, um, you know, I think everybody is on sort of different path with their academic journey, and uh, maybe that's the beauty of AU is the fact that you can have that level of diversity and everybody's kind of going through this similar experience, but yet at different points in their lives. And that's something that you probably don't get at every brick and mortar school. Um, We were mentioning it earlier, but, you know, we also just hosted our in-person council workshop this past July. And I was curious, like, what was that like for you guys? Because, you know, yes, you know, council, we, we basically went to work and there was a bunch of tasks that council had, but that was also your first opportunity to maybe connect with other AU students in person. And, you know, what we were talking about before is this idea of how students feel maybe isolated or they feel like they're on their own. 
So what was it like for you guys to basically have this in-person opportunity to connect with other students, other AU students, and kind of have that experience? Rebecca? Mm-hmm. It was really cool. Um, the Meeting everyone from council in person was really interesting and really fun for me. I enjoyed every minute of it. <laughs> it was a great experience. Um, my takeaway from that was how different each of our lives are, but how AU fits into everyone's, all of the council's, all the council team members' lives. Even though, like, for example, Blake and I are, are on different sides of the country uh, and we have very much different experiences and our work and our home life and everything but AU's fit in fits into that in a different way for each of us so yeah. it was interesting to see that so Blake's in PEI oh sorry Labrador wait Blake where do New- you live Newfoundland and Labrador, Newfoundland? Newfoundland and Labrador. <laughs> <laughs> you live in Newfoundland sorry Blake um yeah so he's way over there I'm way in Ontario like completely different setups but AU fits into each of that in our unique ways. And it's nice to see that our education, we don't have to sacrifice our education just because of where we are in our in our lives right now. So it's really inspiring and exciting for me to know that I don't have to give that up. Yeah, so it was nice to see everyone, even though we have different unique life experiences, we all can still complete our dreams of education. So it was nice for me anyway, that was my biggest takeaway. Yeah, I agree, Rebecca. Uh, Blake, what about you? What was it like sort of having this in-person opportunity to to work with other AU students? Uh, it was amazing for me. Uh, the you know I worked uh, so long and it was only the last couple of years and we were hit by the COVID-19 pandemic, uh, which has really shifted, I would say, most of the world um, to a lot of virtual uh, work experiences, uh, school experiences. Uh, and, you know, we, we got used to that for so long. And even when we joined council, um, you know, everything was by Zoom. It was, it was great. It was still interactive. Uh, but, you know, that in-person opportunity to meet everybody, to not only meet and work with them, you know, to socialize, to sit and chat, um, you know, that we, you know, got to sit outside of that and talk. Yeah, hey, how are you? You know, that part, you know, we can't lose. And yeah. the fact that we got to do that, um, the opportunity was just amazing to sit down and enjoy, sit down and have a meal with people and, 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 uh, and go through the various things and the learnings that we had, you know, it just, there is some aspects and some parts of, you know, counsel and, you know, interacting with students that you have to do, uh, face-to-face, you know, and, and we were fortunate that the, uh, the pandemic, you know, the restrictions were lifted so that we could do this. Uh, and for me, being able to interact with everybody, to meet everybody uh, and, you know, to sit in a learning environment, to sit and actually talk to the person next to you, uh, you know, in, in between speakers um, and, and get to know the person, uh, something I really value uh, and, and I really hope it continues and as it was just a tremendous experience. I'm so happy you guys had a great time. And, you know, this is this is obviously something that's been important for this organization because I think, you know, to a lot of the points that you both have spoke about, it's a real organizational advantage for our council members to be able to come together and work together and kind of have that personal relationship. And did you guys ever imagine that when you were signing up for that election that, you know, one day you would travel to Edmonton and have an opportunity to work with AU students? Did that even cross your mind, Rebecca? <laughs> yeah, no, it did because that was that was on the, page, the, perks, on the yeah. 
yeah, it was on the page. It was like, oh, like the benefit, the, the retreat to travel to Edmonton was listed on like the the AU page about if you're yeah, going the to apply, what part to of the nomination process. Yeah, just yeah. to make sure you were available and such. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't know that. <laughs> okay. I was so well aware. One, <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe that's part of the part of the opportunity then is it's, 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 it's more than just a bunch of zoom meetings. And I think as an organization, um, it's certainly been a priority that we've been able to make. And it, it's part of that transition from one council to the next. Uh, and the way we describe it around here, it's really about one council passing the baton onto the next council. And so, yeah, I'm so happy you guys were able to join us and, and connect with everybody, man, if there was any feedback that we received from, you know, pretty much every counselor, it was this idea of, of how valuable it was to uh, just connect with everybody and, and to get to know each other a little bit more. So um, yeah, thanks for, thanks for all of your stories and all of your perspectives on that, because I, I definitely think it's going to be something that's going to be, you know, part of our annual events forever. And, and, and I believe it should be next. I want to pivot slightly with you two and we have a segment on a USU open mic where we will rip through some rapid fire questions. Are you guys up for that? I am well familiar with the rapid fire questions. I'm a longtime listener of the AU podcast and I am excited for this part. Oh, this is so good. And Blake, <laughs> are you, Blake, are you down? Let's do it. Okay. Now, obviously let's be honest, rapid fire questions. I, it doesn't necessarily speak to the speed to which you need to answer. So don't feel pressure. But um, this will allow us to get to know you a little bit. And uh, I just have a bunch of random rapid fire questions. So if you guys are down, we'll start with Rebecca. And then we'll go over to Blake second. Sure. Okay. Now, Rebecca, first of all, congratulations is in order. <laughs> because you just had a wedding. I did. <laughs> so congratulations. It was my wedding too. <laughs> so good. And I believe it was actually like, wasn't it a week or two after we were through that council workshop? Like it was, it was, it was the right weekend away, wasn't it? after that I got married. Like <laughs> the amount of dedication that you showed that here you are planning a major event in your life. And you're like, no, I'm going to come, to, I'm going <laughs> to come to this council event in Edmonton. Yeah, it was, it was a big big uh month for me but it was a lot of fun non-stop oh, fun that's, that's fantastic <laughs> okay so this is going to be a tough question but i just I, i'm hoping that maybe you'll just pick something what was the most memorable part memorable part of your special day like uh, besides marrying your loved one <laughs> besides marrying <laughs> the man of my dreams um hold on <laughs> see i told you there's nothing rapid about the answers <laughs> Um, oh, I got my dream veil. That maybe is a good thing. I always, I always wanted to like, I, I always envisioned my wedding, me on my wedding day, I always envisioned me on my wedding day to have like, um, one of those veils that like covers your face. Um, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. And no one that I previously knew in my life got married with that type of veil. So I was, so I had one and I, I, I spotted out, found it, bought it myself. So <laughs> that was really nice. I kind of sound, sound a little silly, but I got my dream veil that day. <laughs> That's fantastic. Are we talking big wedding or small wedding? It depends on who you ask. So I think it was big. Some people in my life maybe think it was a little small. We had 160 guests. For me, I think that's large though. That is pretty good. That is <laughs> pretty <you>. good. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty big. Um, yeah, it was a great day. 
Oh, that's Lovely. fantastic. Well, <laughs> congratulations to both you and uh, now your husband. husband. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank not, you. <laughs> not boyfriend anymore. I love it. No. <laughs> yeah, we're past that stage now. <laughs> Blake, I have a question for you, but I'm going to add one more question. How many people were at your wedding? Wow. Uh, you're taking me back uh, over 20 years. Uh, <laughs> wow. About a hundred, maybe, I think. Yeah. That was pretty much half of Newfoundland. Yeah. Yeah. Just, After the province went. <laughs> That's fantastic. That would have been such a good party. Uh, do you know what? I'm going to join into this. Uh, my wife and I just celebrated 27 years and we were 125 people that came and her family is huge and my family is super small. So it's like you had all these tables in the reception and it's like one table was for my family and all of the rest of the tables were for hers. It was so good. That's funny. Blake, what's the best part of being a Newfoundlander? Oh, well, definitely not the weather. Um, I, would, <laughs> <laughs> I would say, uh, you know, Newfoundland is a very picturesque province. Uh, I enjoy a lot of hiking uh, and fishing and uh, kayaking. Uh, you know, we have a tremendous trails for anybody who loves to enjoy them. Uh, Newfoundland it would be, uh, I had a friend who regarded it as a very exotic province. Um, you know, it's a small island in the North Atlantic. We don't have much summer, but we have amazing scenery for anybody who comes to visit. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Good answer. Okay, so this question is going to be for both of you. So we're just going to go to Rebecca first. Do you have a special hobby that you're willing to share with us? Something that you love doing? I like, I actually, yeah, I like training my dog to like learn new commands. So like my yep. biggest, I hadn't had it. I currently have a dog. It's my first ever dog that I've ever like had in my life. <laughs> my husband has had dogs his whole life. So for me, it was a big like change. I love him to death though. And it was like blew my mind when I was able to teach him like how to like shake paws. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was like one of the most exciting moments in my life. Um, and since then, I've also tried to like teach him other commands. So I maybe I would consider that a hobby. Yeah, because I, I would I would consider that a hobby. I like. I to, would like, too. I would too. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you start you start with shake a paw, and eventually you move over to. This is how you get a drink from the fridge and bring it over to the sofa. <laughs> so that's you know what you what? have to yeah. work. That's what you have to work towards. And that one's a big one. <laughs> <laughs> Several steps involved, but yeah, he so far he knows shake paw, and he knows sit, and he knows down. So he can he can like lay on his belly, and then hopefully now I can teach him to roll over. That's that's the next step. <laughs> okay. Well, we're gonna have to get an update. We'll do. <laughs> Like, what about you? Special hobbies? Uh, I go back to uh, my reference with the hiking. I love hiking. Um, with yeah. the trails we have in Newfoundland, I, I do it as regularly as possible. Uh, this year, we actually did have somewhat of a summer, and it was really warm, uh, so it restricted a lot of the hiking. Unfortunately, you just can't hike in those conditions. Uh, in 2021, I estimate I hiked just under 1,000 kilometers. Wow. Uh, so it is a passion of mine. Um, I'm at, if I'm not working um, or, you know, doing my coursework with AU, uh, I'm usually on the trails. Very cool. Very cool. You know what? This one, this one's going to be quicker. Uh, Rebecca, snow or no snow is what I refer to as our seasons. So <laughs> in Canada, it just feels like in, in my mind, it's either summer or it's snowy. Um, what is your favorite season? 
I like summer the best. If you had asked me See? like me four too, years then. ago. Yeah. All of the summer. Yeah. <laughs> Same. It's too short in Canada, right? Summer just doesn't last long here. Um, if you had asked me that though, like four years ago, I probably would have actually said like winter, but I've since changed and now I can't get enough of the sun. So yeah, it's my, my favorite season. Actually, what you were saying about snow or no snow, I don't know if you've ever, actually, no, you have visited Toronto before, right? I think. Yeah, I, I have been out in that area. So I don't know if you've ever heard the saying, but my grandmother says it a lot. Um, she says there's uh, two seasons in Toronto. There's winter and there's construction. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's yeah. true. If it's not like winter time, even in winter, Toronto still does construction. But yeah, that's pretty much the two seasons like in this area. There's it's winter time and the ground's frozen or Toronto has construction going on. <laughs> you know what? That's fair. I live in Edmonton and... Uh... Yeah, that is so the experience we have here as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, Blake, over to you. Uh, favorite season? Um, I guess the combination of spring, summer, and fall, which a lot of times, like you said, get, gets blended in Canada, and especially in Newfoundland. Uh, I definitely prefer to avoid the snow at all times. I think when I retire, I will become a snowbird and probably uh, end up somewhere in the lower states for most nice. of the winter. <laughs> uh, with our the big reason for us, and I did, Rebecca, I actually did hear that uh, when I did a, a bus tour in Montreal when I visited, uh, they said the same thing about Montreal. They said there was two seasons, construction and winter. Uh, and I believe it after what I saw. <laughs> but uh, in, in an interesting thing about the climate, um, you know, our climate is very different in Newfoundland. So our winters are not the light, fluffy snow that you would have for you know activities such as skiing. We yeah. got a lot of slob. We got a lot of rain. Um, you know, it's it's wet, heavy, wet, heavy. Yeah, very snow, damp. Yeah, yeah those, those conditions because we actually have a lot of um, Newfoundlanders who work in Alberta, and that's one thing they say when they come back. They said they can't get over the difference in the yeah, yeah. for most of Canada. It's, you you have that winter light fluffy snow, and down here you have wet, cold, and slob. Wow. Uh, Blake, I'm going to start with you on this one. Are you a morning person or a night owl? Uh, as we learned on the retreat, uh, I I think I'm more of a night owl. Uh, <laughs> because in the three days of the retreat, I think I had a total of 18 hours sleep. That's hilarious. Rebecca, morning person or a night owl? Uh, yeah. Uh, you know what? I'm neither. I'm like, I have this like chunk of the day midday where I'm like work my best and then after 6 p.m. I'm just like I'm gonna relax now for the rest of the night <laughs> so I don't know I probably yeah I'm definitely not a morning person so I'd probably lean to more to lead more towards the night owl side um but I also don't get anything done in the evening so I'm not sure uh, you know what I'd probably say I'm a night owl as well uh, okay, two more before we wrap up. You guys are doing great, by the way. You've got every answer right so far. Rebecca, we're going to come to you. Are you deathly afraid of anything? Hmm. Oh, I like that question. Deathly afraid. Um, like not just, oh, well, like I don't like that spire. I'm talking like you would lose it hmm. if something happened, like if or you encountered yeah. something. I don't like heights. I really don't. Okay, um, heights is a good one. Yeah, and like that includes like flying too. 
when I flew to the retreat from Toronto to Edmonton, that really freaked me out. Um, Good for like you I, for overcoming that. Yeah, it's not really overcoming too. It's just like, okay, sit down, close your eyes, take off the worst. I don't like that part at all. <laughs> um, yeah. So no, I don't like, and I'll thank my dad for that. He, he also doesn't like heights or flying. Um, so I think I have that gene, whatever it is, but <laughs> yeah, you yeah. know what? It's, it's a good answer. There's nothing wrong with that one. I like it. Um, Blake, what about you? Uh, definitely heights as well. Um, I was reminded when I visited Toronto and we visited CN Tower, as most people do when they visit Toronto. Uh, and my son said, hey, let's go do the skywalk outside. And uh, I'll leave the colorful adjectives out uh, for the purposes of this podcast, but no way. (laughs) Yeah, I've I've seen some of those kind of like a visitor attraction when it's like, hey, you're going to go up 50 floors in this building. They've got one of these in Chicago uh, and you just you walk out on it and you're on this glass floor. Like, I don't know who is super comfortable. Like, I don't know if anybody is super comfortable with doing that. Like, it's very unnerving, very unnerving. And then I, actually see those... struggled, I actually struggled with the glass floor in the CN Tower, actually stepping on it. Yeah. That's how bad I was. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Okay. Last question. And sometimes I got to be honest with you, these rapid fire questions get a little odd. So this is the last one. You have a 50-50 chance of getting it right. And no answer is wrong. If you had the choice to speak every language, or speak to animals, which would you choose? Rebecca? 100%, I would speak every language. Yeah, no, it's not even not even a thought. I, I'd rather speak every language, every human language, than ever speak to an animal. <laughs> That's just me. Just think how your dog training would go, though. It would be a breeze. <laughs> True. Like I didn't could, think of that, actually. It didn't oh, cross my mind. But <laughs> like, you would impress your neighbors. Like, it would be amazing. <laughs> Yeah, but think of, think of all, like, think of the opportunities you could have if you spoke every language. Oh, it would be incredible, wouldn't it? Yeah, like, your your opportunities in life would be never-ending. So, yeah, still, it's not even a debate in my mind. I'd rather speak every language than ever speak to a bird or a dog or, you know. I love my well, dog, I, but mm, yeah, not worth exactly. it. <laughs> I think in some ways, you know, like, when it really comes handy is when you're, like, on the safari and you're about to be attacked mm. you know suddenly now That's you could true. be like whoa yeah but i don't happen Chill. to be in safaris often and i'm more, <laughs> more often experience myself in situations where i'd rather yeah, exactly. try and commute with people communicate with people but yeah the safari doesn't i don't go on many so you know blake what about you sir definitely every language in the world um because uh, i actually have a shih tzu uh, that's not very bright. We call them Mater for that reason. And I don't such, think it's such matters. a great name. It, it wouldn't matter if I spoke his language. <laughs> still not going to listen to me anyway. No. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what? You guys are phenomenal. Uh, we're so happy to have you as part of our team. Um, you know, obviously, we talked about the diversity of AU students. Our council is a true reflection of that diversity, and and you guys make that experience so much fun. Uh, thank you so much for coming and joining us on the podcast today, both of you. Thank you. So much fun. Thank you. It's been an absolute pleasure. Well, once again, uh, we want to thank Rebecca and Blake for joining us today on AUSU Open Mic Podcast. My name is Jody Campbell. I'm your executive director here at AUSU. Thanks for listening. Have a good one.